How have you been? How's the holiday treating you? Well, great. Uh, welcome, gang, to another episode of Terribly Funny. I am your host and little Christmas elf, Steve Bazalone. Uh, and this, of course, is the podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. Uh, and today we have a great guest. He's a funny man, and man, handsome as the day is long, my good friend, Michael Cassidy. Um, what can I tell you about Michael? Well, uh, I can tell you that when I first met him, I met him because my ex-wife and his wife went to college together. So about 10 years ago, we went on like a doubles date, and uh, I very much like his wife, and I love my ex-wife, but I met this guy and was instantly like head over heels. He's a real dreamboat. He's the kind of guy where whenever you're like, you're feeling good about yourself, like occasionally I'll be like, ah, yeah, I'm like a handsome-ish guy sometimes, maybe, but then I hang out with Michael Cassidy and like, oh no, I'm a bridge troll, because this guy is just great. Uh, he's also the nicest and the sweetest, and you've seen him in many things. You've seen him in the OC, so that backs up my whole thing about him being a dreamboat. Uh, the OC years ago, you've also seen him in Men at Work, the uh, TBS comedy. Uh, you saw him in Argo and Batman vs. Superman. Uh, and you can currently see him on People of Earth, the TBS comedy. He plays an alien, so that's fucking cool, right? Uh, the makeup he went through for that thing. Exciting stuff. Um... And what can I say about today's episode? Well, I think we can officially call this episode the gross-out episode. Michael and I are going to talk about a bunch of stuff, weird stuff, that our bodies can do. Oh, man. Our bodies are weird and gross. Um, So, yeah, maybe don't, like, you know, eat an ice cream sundae through this episode. But, hey, it's great. We're going to talk about the weird shit our bodies can do, and then we're going to normalize it. You know, it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, And he's a wonderful man. So, uh, get cozy, gang. Here it comes. Hot new episode. Hot episode with Michael Cassidy. Theme music, please. And we put each other into the deep end, but there is only one. (laughs) This is going to be the most boring. No, no. I just let it have a preamble. There's all. I just let it run. I don't. I don't. I don't monitor that. Shit. What about your porn oh. that's playing in your bedroom? I like. Usually like to do that. Really? I usually like to leave porn on the background. Oh. It's not, <laughs> I usually I turn off the audio just so you can see it. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, I feel like that really puts people at ease. You know. Yeah. If you just see like some people, you know, raw dog in the background, then you're like, you know what? <laughs> My problems are small. I'll open up. Yeah. My problems are small, I'll open up. That's yeah. what you're looking for. Whatever my problems <laughs> are, it didn't is. lead me down this path. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the. I mean, that's Nate Silver started 538.com. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a huge fan of like that. Just how numbers explain everything. Really everything. Like yeah. they have yet to take a position on something that I haven't been like, you're right. <laughs> like. Well, they can, I mean, I guess it's all it's all a metric and data. I was thinking, like, can numbers explain away, like, emotional responses? But it can when you break it down into, like, well, there's this percentage of people are reacting. Yes. In anger towards being cut off in traffic, and this percentage react in sadness. and. Yeah. I mean, it definitely doesn't... I, I think it appeals to me because I, I'm so... Uh, up and down emotionally, as you know. You so know. you like something that's much more rational. That's that's that's. Um, yeah, I like. I I think I get obsessively analytical to balance out being you know 
very uh, uh, emotionally connected to my experience of this life. Okay. So I'm not in the middle, so I have two extremes going on. I have like a super right brain and right. a super left brain or something going on. You don't seem... I don't know. I've never seen you to be like super uh, uh, fiery. Oh, yeah. I am. I guess so. I don't know. I've just never seen it. I'm I, definitely I not like a held angry guy. No, but I'm, no, no, I'm definitely like a... Um, I mean, I'll cry at a drop of a hat. That's one of the first things you and I probably yeah. ever talked about. Yeah, that's true. Was like we were both we both cry more than our significant others at the time. Oh yeah, 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 way more. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's well. I don't have a significant other now, so that's definitely true. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it, it ebbs and flows though, because there was a period in my life from like I don't know fourteen to twenty where I don't think I shed a tear. And, really? then, and then, like, around 23, when I started getting sick, man, I was like, well, this Oof. is, here we go. Well, there was, like, a college breakup, college girlfriend breakup, and that led into being sick. And it was like, well, that decade was just, a, that was just the, the flooding of the ark. Yeah. From, <laughs> Shit but, wait, how old were you, the college girlfriend breakup mm-hmm. in the beginning of the illness? Yeah, was, I was 23. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I got married when I was twenty three. I cried Jesus, from you the were that di- young. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and and I cried from we got there three hours early to take pictures, and I cried from the moment I pulled into oh, the parking man. lot until the first twenty minutes of the reception. To the okay. point where so the, I'm never the entire forget- ceremony. You're crying. Wall to wall. Did you have anything Standing to say? Standing sobs. Did you like deliver your own? Uh, uh, I said vowels? almost nothing. No, I just a call and response with the dude. Oh man! I mean, was, I was twenty three. What was I gonna? Yeah, do? true. <laughs> was it just like I do? It's it was exactly oh, like that. Was everybody like cracking up, or were they also thought it was beautiful? I, I my fantasy at the time was that people were not freaked out about it, mm-hmm. but ne- looking back on it, maybe just. Uh, vainly, I I have a more catastrophic relationship where I'm sort of like, what did I just fucking piss all over? <laughs> like, what could have been beautiful because I was so that, overcome. But why is that not beautiful? But I think. Well, what? in my mind, my whole face was on fire. It yeah. wasn't just like, oh, he's really touched. It was like, can he go on? Yeah, he's, but, I don't think he's all right. <laughs> we might have to like, we might have to get him an IV. Yeah, he's dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But Laura, that's not. But you can see, I can see it at least. When I look at our wedding photos, I'm like... <laughs> you're all puffy? Not puffy, dude. I'm in the act of crying. Oh, you're actively, like, like you're slick-faced. Like, you're, it looks like you just... I'm slick-faced, but also I'm, like, contorted. Like, someone's oh, either man. told an incredible joke or I've lost someone. <laughs> oh, fuck. And not till 20 minutes into the reception did you stop crying. Yeah, so we walk down the aisle straight out the back of this outdoor thing and into a room to eat together for 15 minutes. And Laura was starving and so eating because she hadn't eaten in a day Mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't, you know. Whatever. And I remember it was kind of set up like this where she was on a couch and the food was on a coffee table and I was sort of facing her like this except I was on the floor like just on my knees and we had signed the marriage license and our siblings had left and the minister had left the room and then I started crying again just oh the two of us alone in the room and she did something like that she was like oh boy and she was she like kind of like that the entire time I'm like alright alright her, her joke is that she saw how much I was crying and during the ceremony and so she made herself start crying also so that she didn't look she didn't cold look, oh man <laughs> 
Well, that's fair. Um, but I remember, I'll never forget saying to her, like, I feel like I really need to take this in. And she's like, you've taken it in. You, you <laughs> believe me, your sponge has absorbed all it can handle. We've reached critical mass. But I also wonder if, like, like the, uh, how big was your wedding? So many people. So many people. I mean, what? we were 23. It was 230 people. Jesus, that's a big wedding. But I wonder if, like, there's 230 people. There's bound to be a few people there who were like, you don't know super well. Like an aunt's husband or So many shit. people. So many people. I wonder if there's a bunch of people there who are like, wait, this kid's 23 and he's crying? Oh, this is bad. He's crying this much? What a dumb idiot. He's such a young, dumb idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Just crying. Yeah, exactly. His life is never going to be any better than mm-hmm. this and he has no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's 100 per- I mean, I definitely cried at your wedding for probably a oh. good stretch of it. Well, I did too. I think every everybody did. Maybe not. Well, we can. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I cried. I immediately started thinking of people we know yeah, who fair. might not have cried. Yeah, there's probably a few. Uh, well, I probably didn't cry, at least until she saw me cry. Yeah, well, I'm just like, oh, god damn it. I have to pull out a nose hair just so I don't look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, I cried a shit ton of my wedding. I've, yeah, I've often did. given the advice that um, to people who are uh, who are in the process of planning a wedding or yeah. just gotten engaged, just in terms because there's it's such an undertaking managing what you want, but also managing what your families want. Yeah. So, and I I've always given the advice like if you can almost die right before you right before your wedding, it's the best thing. What do you mean? Because, like, I was, like, just, I almost, like, oh, died right, right before, like, six months before the oh, wedding. Oh, God, right. So, if you can do that, like, no one will give you shit about who you don't want to invite. Right. Like, we did just, like, I have I have a lot of, I have a huge family. My mom's one of nine. And my dad right. has uh, just one brother, but they have five kids. Right. And, like, I love them all. They're great. But, like, if you invite, if I can't just invite, like, one aunt or one uncle or one cousin, if you do that, like, if I open for one then it yes. becomes immediately 75 yes so and I was just like and we were to live out on the west coast and we're just like we're just gonna do immediate family yeah. it's a small canyon yeah. where you guys got married yeah right and it was like I'm sure if like if I had been like healthy my whole life my mom my dad would be like get the fuck out of here yeah. we're inviting these people yes and, but they're like whatever you want bro yes whatever you want we don't even have to be there you just you just be happy <laughs> you be happy and alive and it's cool yeah yeah, so that's that's my piece of advice for anybody. Wow, who's got that's engaged. really good. You know, like oh, beat has that. anyone taken it? Not that I know. <laughs> I don't know how you really institute that. I don't know how you execute that move. But I don't know. Mm. It feels like a really thin line. It is a thin line. Hmm. Um, okay, well, we talked about joy. Tell me about something terrible. Well, you know, it's funny. Seamless I texted you right? a few days ago when we set this up. I was like, now, just the thing is, is that nothing bad has ever happened to me. And the more I listen to your podcast. The more I'm like, wow, really, nothing bad has ever happened to me. Well, but I do have stuff because I. Of course, been, you have stuff. I did my homework. You have, but well, you you don't have to do homework. But. No, but I did have to do okay. homework. Okay. I mean, well, there was some stuff that I wouldn't talk about. Right. But of the stuff that I would talk about. Okay. Well, tell me other stuff then. Well, I, I mean, all like, so I, again, I was like, it's so appropriate that we started talking about my wedding because so much of my life is like connect you know i shared my entire adult life with this person right and mm-hmm. so i was you guys like met when you were 14 or something yeah it's in the first day of high school i turned to my best buddy and i was like her first day of high school yeah and we've been together since junior prom that's some sappy bullshit man it is some sappy that's bullshit. Some sappy beautiful bullshit it is some sappy bullshit that's amazing yeah i knew i mean i knew that you guys were like high school sweethearts but i know it was like first day of school yeah i mean i was with my wife when she met your mm-hmm. ex-wife that's yeah. how we know each other yeah yeah 
So, and yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember Lauren, you know, when we were like 20. Um, yeah, that's what, because uh, uh, our immediate meeting was, I think we had like, we, I met you because we all went to have dinner at some place on Larchmont. I think yeah. it was the first time I met you, and it was just a little bit like, all right, yeah, let's go out there, your friends. Yeah, and then your immediately friends. I was like, oh yeah, I think I like this guy better than either of the two of you. Yes, me too. Yeah. That was my exact reaction, yeah. and uh, and I said that to my wife. That was a huge mistake. Yeah, well, I that's, that's right. You live and learn. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know why I said. So anyway, I I te- I was like, you and I were talking about this, and I was listening to it, and she listens to the show a little bit too. And so I was like, nothing bad has happened to me. And she's like, dude. And so it's interesting to me that this is like a headline for her and it didn't even register for me. But in the last, basically since our son was born, I once a year have had something, it's much more comic than truly tragic, but it is bad. Yeah. Which is I've had a really weird health thing. Once a year, and it's a different thing every year. Is and it, knock on wood, I'm like, a, I'm about a year away from is the it most recent one. The same time? No, that's a good question. No, it was sort of like six months, and it was like he was about three months old with the first thing, and then he was about a year and a half. But then he was, it, it was like I just got over the staph infection, and this thing came up, and it was like totally weird. And they're like one-offs too. They're not like, oh, I got to keep an eye out for that in the future kind right. of thing. Right. <laughs> What is, how did that, but you never had any health problems prior to being, becoming a father. No, and I wouldn't even call these health problems, like these things that I will all talk about. But the, I, the, so the first thing was, I came back from a backpacking trip in the Grand Canyon. Liam was uh-huh. about nine weeks old. And hey, how did you get, get the go ahead to go on a backpacking trip after, when you've got a nine week at home? I, I don't, it, yeah, the, the, the numbers don't make sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Number five thirty-eight. Those those analytics don't <laughs> don't check out. But the, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I always went in the spring for ten years yeah. straight, and that was so. So I was going. Um, but uh, so I'm, you know, you shit in holes when you're backpacking. Mm-hmm. So I dig my hole and I take a shit, and 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 on the last day, I I go to like fill in the hole, mm-hmm. and there is a colony of white worms crawling in my waist and otherwise I feel totally fine I've been walking for four days in the woods oh my <laughs> but they're alive and well like uh, a, yeah this is super gnarly you made it no, sound like bro no 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 I mean look I've had the experience of uh, uh, like shitting them like oh that's a ton of blood like a wow, ton wow. which is unsettling but never have I seen like oh no there's living. a living thing yeah yeah Truly like a hundred. Oh, Jesus. Were you shocked? I was what did like, you do? whoa. Well, this is, this is, this sort of goes at like, it's been interesting just thinking about talking with you about this because of how little it registers with me. Right. It's such a weird, it's maybe it sounds fucked up, but like to my wife, this remains one of the most disgusting things that's ever happened to her. And it never even, it never even passed on to her. And to me, it was like, oh yeah, that happened. That's so <laughs> fucking crazy, though. So I remember. I mean, this is a thing that happens to a lot of people, but I've, oh, yeah. I've never encountered it. Yeah. So I was sort of like, I remember saying, I was, I was just me and a buddy on this trip, my buddy Joe, and I looked down, filled it in, came out of the secluded place that I chose to do it, came back to him, and I was like, dude, the weirdest thing. And we just started walking, and he, and he said, how do you feel? And I said, I feel fine. 
Like my stomach wasn't, I wasn't having pain yeah. or anything like that. And he, he was like, yeah, it's probably not a big deal. What? And I was like, see, that's a different. If it was me, I'd be like, oh, bro, we gotta go. Call a chopper. We gotta go now. Right. Like we should. If you feel fine, let's hoof it out of here. <laughs> but we're not gonna continue going forward. Well, we. It was our last day, so we knew maybe that's why he was okay. chill too. So I just um, we walked out. It was a really hard walk out, but not because of my illness or anything yeah. like that. And then we actually hitchhiked and got. It was the only time we've ever hitchhiked, and we hitchhiked to the car and drove home in eight hours. And I got back. And I'm like changing diapers and doing the thing. And Laura says, how was the trip? And I say, this weird thing happened at her. Or no, the next morning, we got back in the middle of the night. And the next morning, after I had another movement, they were still present. And so then I told her. And As she many? Said, Just like a shit ton of worms? Yeah. Oh, boy. Literally a shit ton That of would worms. be the first thing. And I am not like a crazy hypochondriac. Yeah. I mean, there's probably more so than I used to be. Like yeah. I am now like I'm a Perel person and I never was until I spent a lot of time in hospitals because yeah. that's just the culture. Yeah. But like if that shit happens, I'm going to see somebody. Yeah. I wasn't going to. I was not going to. You just thought it'd be like, eh, it'll pass. Well, I'm very like, and that's the, th- that's the thing is like, that's my life experience. It's fucked up. Like I'm aware of it. I'm very fortunate, but like. I just sort of keep my head down and keep going and the shit goes away. Well, that's also maybe perhaps, that's probably a great a great facet of you, but maybe that's also another reason like, well, nothing bad has happened because when something does happen, you're like, meh, it's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> or, or I register that it's bad or that my wife didn't like it and then I move on as quickly as possible. Sure. Which is what happened with so all of these little things. You, you bury it under the ground like a, a piece of shit that's right. with so many worms. And I leave it out there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So... So it happens again. I tell her. She flips out. She's like, dude, you're changing the diapers of a nine-week-old. Yeah. And then she, like, later that day, I can't get in to see the doctor for 48 hours or something. And later that day, she's changing his diaper and she's like, look, he has worms. (laughs) And He did? And my memory, I don't know what she would say, but my memory is that it was in her head. Okay. Not that she, but just that, because she, you know when somebody tells you about something gross, you can feel it crawling on you and stuff like that? If I just think about poison ivy, I start to get itchy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know, um, but that's my memory. It may be that he, maybe that was the thing that got me into the doctor. But I went to the doctor, and my, the, the doctor is this really cool guy who's seen me for all of these strange things I'm about to tell you about. It's the only time I see him. And he was like, you know, most of the, I'll never forget, he was like, most of the developed world has worms in their waist, and it's not that big a deal. And I'm going to put you on an antibiotic because I think it'll be better for you and your marriage, but uh-huh. I wouldn't worry about it. And I took the pill for a few days, and they went away, and they, I think they were headed out on their own volition just because of the timing, but. The timing, meaning like well, it was meaning like, like they wanted I had to head a couple south of for the winter. No, like, I just <laughs> what timing? I just meant I had a couple of bathroom experiences, and the the numbers were dwindling really before like, I got on the. Okay, pill. so in Grand Canyon, <laughs> that was like you like ate the nest of worms or whatever. He thinks before. he he thinks that that is a. It's funny. A lot of the a lot of my stuff has come after backpacking trips. I've seen him after a few backpacking trips oh boy. and other athletic endeavors, and he uh, he says it's a total coincidence. The only thing he hmm. can relate it to is just like the body is having stress, and so it starts to like whatever. But um, the worms almost certainly were not contracted out there. Like they're not. I'm drinking out of the Colorado, but we're treating it. 
Hmm. And there, it's not whatever those worms. He, I can't remember what he said about them because it was a while ago. Now it's like five years ago. But where does one get worms? Well, that's what he he thinks. It's usually through feet. It's like person a, to person or something. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't a tapeworm. Those weird ones that you see on like the right, internet. The really where long like, ones. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like that. It was just like little white. How do you get that from a person? I don't. I can't remember. If that. I get that shit from a person, I just need to uh, up. Up how many times, how, how often I'm going to therapy and like start questioning like who I'm hanging out with. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody gives me worms. I just need to forget it as soon as possible. Well, that's good. That also works. That also works. And then it just, it just went away. It really went away. Like. Jesus. Yeah. And it, ne- there was never any pain. There was never any. He did. I don't know how graphic you want this oh, to be, but he did put me on my stomach on his table pull my pants well I pulled my pants down for myself yeah, that seems weird if he did it for you I got this no 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 you just relax this is he like part my of the shoulders. job yeah yeah exactly I take the clothes off mm-hmm. but I he like as soon as he placed his hands on my buttocks and just separated my cheeks a little bit he was like yep you got them it was like an instant I did it like they were outside of me oh no and this is not a thing you could tell you couldn't sense no, I mean again, like I don't. Wow. Well, hey man, I've never known the experience, but I've been many times on a table with like you know yeah. people poking and prodding. Yeah. And doing, who uh, uh, is not? I don't know if you have ever had the the tube, like the it's like it's a camera tube that also takes biopsies. <sighs> it's not fun because it is a um, I don't know if you know this about the sphincter in the colon. It's a tight area. <laughs> so they have to blow a lot of air. So like it's a tube that has a camera and also it can take biopsies, but also blows air. So it's like opens it so they can see around. Oh, God. It's not that comfortable. Oh, it's very. It's not like It's not like God. painful, but it's just like, uh, that's that's what you feel for like the whole minute and a half that it's happening. It's just like a minute and a half like, oh, oh, oh. Does it feel great. like air is being blown into your like lower torso or is it like someone's blowing on your butt oh it's just no because it's just pressure the air is just pressure so it just feels like it feels like uh i don't know it feels like something much larger than this tiny tube is getting shoved up your (sighs) beehole and not in a pleasurable way that's not a thing i've ever engaged in but i i hear that that can be a pleasurable thing yeah right plenty Um, of people do it was not pleasurable at all right very clinical it's not great Anyways, it's not great. The um, room is well lit. There's no romantic music. Oh, and oftentimes it's happened where I've been on my side and the screen you can see is right in front of you. So like this is, it's uncomfortable. And then you also see the inside and you also like, I've always had a moment where like the camera's about to go in and it just like looks like it's, I'm a, I'm not a hairy guy. Like I have like very little body hair. Yeah. And then it's just like when the camera's just about to enter, it's like, what the, where's all this hair? It's like a jungle of hair. <laughs> and I'm like, I almost have, I have like three chest hairs. That's like an embarrassing. Yeah, no, but no one looks good. Just oh no, for peace of mind. No one looks good on that camera lens. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So that's fair. Um, <laughs> so tell me about other other weird. So then, like a illnesses. year-ish later, I was I was obsessed with cycling at the time mm-hmm. and like full spandex cycling. I remember this period. Do you remember that phase? Well, I just remember seeing you a couple times and like you look really fit, bro. And you're like, yeah, I'm just doing like a shit ton of crunches and cycling. <laughs> just raising a kid, cycling and doing crunches. <laughs> Well, I took up cycling because I was a golfer, 
and I couldn't be gone for six hours a day, so I rode bikes for three hours a day. Instead. Do you have any interest in sports that are not inherently white? Oh, no, I mean, I'm the whitest guy ever, dude. Yeah, well, you got Portland, but I mean, like, you love tennis. Love tennis. Golf. Love, love golf. Hiking. Hiking. Definitely white. Cycling. Cycling. Yeah. Uh, That's the... Soccer. Sure. Well, that can be more advanced. Oh, I mean, the world around... In the States, though. Yeah, yeah. But, but here, it's like the whitest thing yeah. ever. Well, you like what you No, want. I'm the whitest guy ever, man. Like, I, it's embarrassing. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, you, you're just you. I'm made, though, for my job. It's perfect because I, they're like, yeah, we want to make fun of a white guy. Yeah. Plug this dummy yeah, in yeah. every time. And that's fun. Yeah, that's true. That is fun. I, I have fun doing it. So like a year later, I was riding bikes a lot and a lot, like six days a week. And it was all I was doing. And, um, and I got, um, I started to have like, <laughs> is this another ass, asshole related injury? It's sort of chode related. Okay. Oh, We're chode, working sure. our way forward. Oh, that's nice. I can't wait till we get back. to the actual scrotum. <laughs> that really is the, the end. Is oh, the great. Well, this, see, now we have like a, a roadmap. So I started to have this pain in my chode when I was riding and I went and I was going on like really long rides, like 80 miles rides. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. Just, this is a total tangent. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's two schools in the world and they're chode or taint and you're clearly a chode man. Chode guy. Yeah. Why is, is that? Is that an Oregonian Taint sounds thing? gross. They, neither one sound great. Chode sounds way better. Really? I think chode sounds like sweatier and chubbier. Yeah. And, uh, but taint sounds dirtier. Taint sounds taint sounds dirtier. There's also I, for me chode is like I it's like a, there's an ownership of the body part. Chode. This is my chode. Deal with it. Okay. Whereas taint, it's like I'm kind of embarrassed about it. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's embarrassed of their taint. Yeah. That's also why I have a problem with the word boobs. Because I think that there's, especially when a woman says that these are my boobs, look at her boobs, mm-hmm. I feel like, and this is a guy, mm-hmm. so who gives a shit, Yeah. but I sort of feel like there's uh, there's like a shamey objectification in that word, instead of look at her breasts or her tits. Breast, tit, you know what I, I mean? I feel like it's a playful in between. It's not as clinical as breast, and it's not like as inherently lascivious as tits. Yeah. Where boobs is like playful. I know. It's like what, what a kid calls boobs. I know, but I don't want a kid to do that. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean. That's a conversation. Yeah, that's fair. Just so you know. So you're not teaching Liam to say boobs. I'm not. That's good. He may be learning it, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing it. Liam is your son. Um, so. Chode, man. Chode, chode situation. So I've, it's like, uh, it's, it's where the inner thigh terminates in the chode yeah right at that right angle there great angle great angle mm-hmm. and um and i'm like feeling pain when i ride i don't say anything about it to anyone and i and i don't feel it because i'm only riding three hours a day so wait wait what only three hours a day yeah so i'm not it's not a, like a huge thing i'm like wow. oh but a lot of things hurt when you're riding a bike three hours four hours a day you know you do anything like everything. for three or four hours a day and it'll hurt <laughs> right you sit for three hours a day and something's gonna hurt eventually right so I'm like trying to build up mileage because I'm going on a bike ride around. We rode around Lake Tahoe for a couple of years in a row. Me, my stepbrother, my stepdad, my stepbrother lives there. So okay. we're, I'm building up miles for that. That's 85 miles with a lot of climbing. So I'm training for that. And then when, when I start to sort of like taper a few days before I'm going up there and do, I'm doing less miles and I'm hurting more. 
And I'm like, there's something wrong. And I look down there. Oh, man. And there's like the worst zit ever. Right uh-huh. at the top of my leg. The, yeah. At the top of the inside of my leg. And it's just the grossest looking zit ever. And I show it to Laura. I'm like, look at this. It really hurts. <laughs> she's she's having a great couple of years with you, man. Dude, here's the thing. Like, I, there is no... I'm the guy that you meet who's like, you should totally get married. And then you hang out with me for like five minutes or more. And by the end of it, you're like, no fucking way am I getting married. Like, mm-hmm. this dude does the grossest, dumbest stuff with this poor woman. Yeah. But she's probably saved my life in each of these situations in different ways. So she's like, you got to get that checked out. I'm like, no, I'm going to Tahoe. And that's why you do it beforehand. Yeah. And she's like, you got to do it. So the next day we wake up and it's like the zit is now a very painful white spot. And it's like white, like a kind of white that you're nervous about, you know, mm-hmm. like why, why is it white? Like white, white. And it's very painful. Like, I think about it, and, it, and I can feel a buzzing. Oof. And I'm like, oh, man, it's right. And I even, like, nerd out and, like, sit on my bike seat and try and figure out if I could ride, like, in the living room. Just, oh, like, man. sitting on the bike seat. I'm like, you were just You just really didn't want to go to the doctor. Didn't want to go to the doctor. Do you not like going to the doctor? Well, I don't really have a doctor. So I've got the worm guy who I met with the worms. Yeah, doc- yeah sure. But I don't even know really what his deal is because my buddy just said if you... Oh, I texted my buddy that day. I got worms... What, he's like, oh, I got a worm. Well, he's you. a doctor, so he was uh-huh. like, so he's like, go to this guy. So I don't know what this guy does, and I don't know what I have. Well, then you just text him, yo, I got a chode pimp. What do I do? <laughs> but the chode felt more embarrassing than the worms. Oh, okay. Well, I think you're splitting it pretty thin there, but all right. <laughs> you do kind of see it though. I can tell. Sure, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So then, I'm trying to think of how to make this shorter. Basically. I, Laura eventually goes, you're leaving tomorrow and you can barely walk. Like literally movement around the white spot mm-hmm. is like super painful. So I go to the ER and I go to Cedars and they're like, uh, yeah, we'll take a number, buddy. Like, yeah, we don't give a shit about your chode yeah, pimple, bro. full on. There's a dude without three fingers over there. He's yeah. been here for six hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So eventually I get in there. And they look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, you have folliculitis, which is an infection of the hair follicle. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty intense. And mm-hmm. there's like, here's a topical cream. And I'm like, cool. Is the cream going to make it so I can ride? And they're like, I'm a little off. It's I'm in the ER two days before I'm going. So four days before the big ride. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> and, and otherwise I feel fine. It's just a pain. So they give me a cream. They're like, no, you definitely should not sweat basically something about like this is also going to be an episode where I don't understand shit because mm-hmm. like there's something about su- uh, like a lot of sweat and a hair follicle sure it, but it's just right. a pore it's a porous thing so right. sweat is gonna if it's already a clog right it's not getting better right but that I, like that makes sense to me but I also sort of question like I mean we have other pores that are covered in sweat you yeah. know, like what's going on here why did this happen yeah but if you well it's also like there's a lot more friction than you're getting on your face that's like right. it, be, it is the epicenter of all things creasy, curvy, and yeah. sweaty. Right. <laughs> and also, like the hairs, they don't—they got no—they don't have. It's not you know Montana where there's fields where the hairs can roam free. It's like at a cave. It's like a—it's a bat-like environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so they're like, no, it's not going to help with pain. You're just going to be in pain. And I'm—I'm I'm just thinking, how am I going to ride? Did around? they say anything like, can we pop this shit? 
Well, that's Laura's thing. That's Laura's great obsession. Again, mm-hmm. never get married. So I get home and she's like, oh good, you're not dying. Let me go after that thing. And oh, I'm no. like, it really hurts, babe. Like when I think about moving my toes, it hurts on that side of my body. And she's like, maybe it'll help if we express it. And I'm like, they didn't say anything about that in the ER. And you she's didn't like, ask them though? What? You didn't ask them? No, because I did it, it was painful. It was hard to see. I couldn't really right. see it. Right. And I just didn't like... I don't know. I just didn't go there. Yeah. And then they gave me the meds and I was just sort of like applying the meds and then pu- and like rubbing it really fucking hard. Yeah. It's just like having me or her squeeze it was like, no way, right? <laughs> oh my God. This is so gross. <laughs> so long story short, I'm like, I got I to gotta at least go to Tahoe and see my family. My stepdad. Sure. And, my, and then as soon as I get on the road, I'm like, I'm doing this ride. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm definitely doing this ride. And what happens like is... Glutton for punishment, man. I wake up in the morning of the ride... And I'm like, wow, that was weird. I slept 10 hours. And I have like a one and a half year old. I haven't slept 10 hours, Mm -hmm. you know? And also, like, I don't... Like, even when I'm not around, you know? So, I'm like, that's weird. I feel a little tired. And then we go to the ride and, like... The cream has really helped, but I haven't really... Also, I haven't really looked at it. You haven't done anything. Well, I haven't done anything, but I haven't really looked at it. So, when I pull the shorts on, I'm kind of like... I'm like, I'm weirdly tired. I'm not... I'm not... I, like feel excited intellectually but it's not in my body the way yeah. that it normally would yeah. be and I'm like what's going on and I pull the shorts on and it feels like and I'm wondering is this going to hurt and uh-huh. I pull on the fucking spandex and it feels like there's a golf ball under my skin down there but it's not painful and so I'm like oh I'm just going to carry this little pocket of whatever this is with me right oh boy <laughs> so we ride around the lake. It goes okay. You went around the whole lake. You did whole 85 lake. miles. 85 miles. Hurting 2, the whole feet of climbing. It wasn't hurting. I was just, I was, just, I just sort of had this dull presence okay. in my chode. Was it like such like a euphoric or cathartic bonding experience that it was like worth whatever possible? I think what I've learned about myself in the last few years is that once I decide to do something, I'm mm-hmm. just going to do it You're unless something, it. yeah. So it's 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 very hard for me. It's to not like, even about the experience necessarily. It's like, no. oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I already decided. Yeah. This is happening. Yeah. Yeah. So getting sick or being injured is not. We don't really. That's not in the schedule. Right. So we're not, I'm not prepared for that. Sure. So it's not going to happen. Sure. So you're willing yourself through things. Yeah. And all again, it's like the top half of a golf ball that I'm like aware of if I think about it, but the pain is completely gone. I, I just don't. You know, I'm like, oh, this is part of the healing process. It's right. Now it's swollen and it doesn't hurt anymore. And I've been good about the cream, so fuck it. Yeah. That's basically the math I did on it. So we finish and we're like, okay, let's order a pizza. And, you know, they drank a bunch of beer and like we're hanging out in this like condo and I'm exhausted. And we've been sitting around for like 25 minutes. The pizza comes. I have one slice and I'm like, I'm going to bed. And it's like six o'clock. Oh, Jesus. My stepdad and my stepbrother are like, you're going to bed? I'm like, yeah, you know, we rode a long way. And they're like, I guess you're right. We're all tired. But And I sleep bro. 13 hours or something insane. And I wake up in the morning. I'm like, you guys, I'm really sick. Like exhausted sick. I have to go home. And I drove up there. So I get in the car oh, with my bike and I drive straight home. And the whole drive home, I feel like I have the flu. So I t- then I text my buddy. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. I need a... You uh, need a chode guy. I need a chode guy. Yeah. So I go to a urologist. The uro- urologist fucks with my penis. 
and there's nothing wrong with my penis, but he won't. He fucking, you know, when you have strep throat and they do a culture, uh-huh. he shoves all those fuckers into oh, the yeah, tip no, of my I'm penis. A, but why is he of doing course that? you know about that. Yeah, but why is he doing that for this? Full stop, man. This is the same guy who's like, I'll take the pants off for you. <laughs> no. I'm just going to see the wrong doctor. Different doctor, man. different doctor. So, um, I was just like, I was like, you know, anyway, so that hurt. And then he says, well, we're doing blood work, but I'm also going to do this. So the, the, he's like, we have to test for everything because this, this, this looks weird. Or so he says, right. he, he also is, thinks it's weird that I've gotten worse since I was putting on the cream or so, there was some sort of thing like that. Well, it feels like if it's affecting you, like it's in your bloodstream. Yeah. So I had a staph infection. Oh, Jesus. And not only that, he comes in with the blood work and he's like, hey, do you work in a hospital? And I go, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be here, man. I'd have somebody else. I'd have a better chode guy who wouldn't stick shit up my dick for a thing on my ass. I would be more well prepared if I worked in a hospital. Wouldn't stick shit up my dick for a thing in my ass. Exactly. So, uh, so um, he's like, you have MRSA, which did you hear about in your hospital no, travels? No, MRSA. MRSA. MRSA is medically resistant staff, and it used to be really rare, and only healthcare providers and people who worked in hospitals and preschools would get it. Yeah, but it's like a super beefy staph infection, and he's like, and it's fucking kicking your ass. And he's like, there's a treatment, staph and your infection can straight up kill you. Straight up kill you very easily. Yeah. Yeah. So were you hospitalized? I was not hospitalized. He was sort of like, you could go over there and get, I mean, you did just ride 85 miles yesterday. So you're like so twisted. But if you feel comfortable, you don't need to be hospitalized. And I was like, I can sort of get around. And he gave me some meds. I mean, I felt completely fucked up. I felt like I had a staph infection. (laughs) That just feels like a super flu or what? Yeah. To me. It felt like a super flu and uh, so he puts me on a beefier anti, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, antibiotic for the infection. And then the staph infection is a different, oh, it's mucrosin for you. So I'm rubbing shit inside my nose because that's a mucous membrane. Oh, wow. And he's like, how old's your kid? Oh, don't give it to him. So Oof. like do this with this. Um, and apparently MRSA is one of those things that like is living on me all the time or something like that. But it's like you can't give it away or get it's it only on specific people or on everybody no it's on people who've had it forever oh wow and that's how it gets but it's weird because it's not like I can't give it to somebody right I don't fucking know any of this stuff yeah you do not work in a hospital clearly. no I don't yeah. I did a show yeah that takes place in a hospital what show was that the night shift at the very beginning of 2016 oh yeah how was that it was good it is was... that the one where um, there's the, tr- the in the uh, in the promo for it there's like a hot doctor who who's really big and he punches a little tiny little man who's like an administrator in the face and you're like I'm, am I rooting for you you're like half you're like twice his size I guess, you're, I guess you're the good guy there's a lot of hospital shows there is a very handsome big guy on that show well, maybe that's and it. there are a few small guys he might have hit one of those yeah. guys <laughs> they're in their third season too so who knows yeah um, it was fun. that was a fun show alright it's hard to remember. I've never had, like, as an actor, I've never struggled with remembering lines, knock on wood, but, like, oh, that was the... shit. Yeah. Medical that was the first thing where I was like, okay, I know BP is this. I know what I'm saying here. And then I'm Googling all the stuff I'm saying afterward. And even though I know what I'm saying, I'm still just, when I go to say it on camera, picturing, you know, in my mind's eye, the, the script pages and just Oof. reading them. 
and I'm just talking as fast as I can. To the point where, like, the joke became, because I did a few episodes, the joke was sort of like, you have no idea what you're saying. The star of the show, Owen Mackin, would say to me, you have no idea what you're saying. And it's really clear because you're saying it fast. So say it slower. And he's like, because I don't know what I'm saying. I've been doing this for three years. And then he would... Okay. So like, I found if I say it slower, yeah. it sounds like I'm more confident. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. And then he's an Irish dude, so he's doing it all with an American Oof. accent. I was very impressed by that. Yeah. I, I bet he's a juggler. <clears throat> I bet he can juggle. Sure. Yeah. Same. Uh, I remember when I was like 19 years old, I got paid to do these industrials yeah. that were uh, uh, basically like... It was an industrial for medical students, like very dry, but like they have like light script sketches of like two people studying and going over medical terms. And I just had to read it. Yeah. But like had to do that. I spent like four hours a day just reading medical terms. Yeah. Oh God, it was brutal. Like everything was spelled off phonetically and I still was like fucking the shit. It was shitting the bed so hard and I was just reading. And is an, indu- is an industrial the one where it's like just for internal use and it's you talking them through? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but this was just an audio industrial. So it was just me recording it. Oh, fuck. And I was still terrible at it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I have infinite respect for people who do that, but also people who... I even have trouble with like... I'm. So, this is going to sound so dumb, but like... I'm not really good at, at like... Um, like when I have a line that I that I can't make sense of, I'm the guy who's like, I'm not like my character wouldn't say this. I'm literally like, I'm not gonna look good saying this. It's yeah. like, cause I just, I don't know. I don't. I feel That's like the only though. thing I have is me. And yeah. if it doesn't work for the me that I'm using, then I have to Can sort we of change like, it so Help. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fair though. I more so than they. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes the character thing I think makes sense. Yeah. And other times it's like, all right. Yeah. We can okay. talk about this a lot. I mean, yeah. in TV, it's hard not to say that as an actor because you've been doing the char- character longer than almost everyone on set. Yeah. So you're sort of like, no, really, listen to me. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? We've jumped a shark. I think it makes <laughs> sense when there is when there is that, when it feels like this doesn't fe- this feels like too big or broad, but when it's just like, uh, you're just having a hard time with the lines or having a bad day. Yeah. Like, you're just hiding behind this. Yeah. This is like a fail safe. Yeah. Which I've encountered many times. Yeah. At least as often. Yeah. Right. Yep. Anyways, you have a staph infection. So I have a staph infection that essentially just goes away. And I'm again, I'm very fortunate. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a podcast where a guy who's been very fortunate talks to a guy who's been through the fucking ringer three times over. Yeah, it's fine, though. <laughs> it's all minor stuff, by and large. Um, so, yeah. So the staph infection goes away. And then a year and a half later... Did you... Did What happened to the golf ball? Oh, shit. You really want me to say the grossest thing that's ever happened to me. So, it's it gets bigger. I mean, we're already in. You started off with, like, I shit out a hundred worms. I yeah. feel like this is just the gross episode now. But this was the grossest thing. So, so it's <clears throat> getting... It gets bigger, and so... Is the, that a concern? Are you ever, like, worried at, at no. some point, like, this I'm never could worried. fuck me up. You're never worried. I'm never worried. No. Oh. And Laura gets mad at me because sometimes she'll be like, you need to be worried about this. And I'll say, if I die, it'll be okay. Like, I'll go straight there. And she's like, dude, that, it's you okay. can't. It's not going to be okay for me. Right. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm mean, speaking right there as Laura, but it yeah. also wouldn't be cool for me. Yeah. I would not no, be okay you wouldn't like so that either. Not chill. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's not even like, oh, I don't think it's anything. I mean, I literally take the position. I'll just go straight to, like, existential. Right. Right. And I'll be like, I think I'm resigned to dying. Oh, if boy. that's what I need That's going to be the most frustrating thing for her. Yeah, that's a zero-sum yeah. argument yeah. right there. Um, so then... Okay, so the, the golf ball gets a little bigger, still under the skin, and all of a sudden it has a little tiny head to it. Yep. And she says, take a bath. Epsom salt bath. And, uh, cause it's starting to itch. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. It started to itch. So I sit in the bath with the salts and I'm sitting there looking down and you know, all right, I don't want to do that, but <laughs> I like seeing the, the wheels turn on that one though. Well, I was going to do this whole thing about how, like how few baths do we fit in? Like fat, baths, yeah. are, they're not made for adults and that pisses me off. Yeah. So I've got this awesome apartment. With the tiny that I'm really bath. proud of, but I don't have a bathtub. That, like, what? What do I have the bathtub? You're also you're a big dude. I mean, I'm only six one. Jesus, you know, Are you only like, six one. Yeah, like I can still sit on an airplane. You're only like three and a half inches taller than me, but you feel so much bigger than me. Well, this is, I talk you're, you're loud. Big, yeah. and I'm thick. Yeah, you're a big dude. Athletic build. Yeah. Um, you ride eighty miles. <laughs> I'm a lot bigger now. I don't ride anymore. So I'm sitting in the bath, and she says, just. Pinch it. <laughs> this is so gross. And I pinch it, and a little like milk squirts out of it. Oh no! I'm telling you, dude, this is so gross. Yeah, I've had a similar. I've had two similar experiences. Oh okay. And she goes, yeah, whatever. She's like, I'm like gross. Now I'm sitting in it, and she's like, keep going, get it over. Or she's like, I, or I will, or something like that. So I squeeze it, and it and it sort of express, but it still feels big, right? So then I notice that the <laughs> that the head on. Oh it, no. Is the hair? It's grabbable. It's not a hair, Oof. but it's got substance to it. It's not a liquid. And I swear to God, this is the next thing that happens. How do I explain this only auditorily? Um, it feels like the point of a, the very, very corner of a slightly rolled up tissue uh-huh. is protruding from my skin, the uh-huh. inside of my thigh. And I grab it with just the tips of my fingers under the water and I pull on it and out comes my hand to God, a golf ball sized twisted up uh, tissue, essentially like a wadded up tissue with an end on it out of my goddamn skin. Like, like slipping a, uh, your toe through a, the hole in a sock. Oh Jesus Christ. Just like, I'll never forget the feeling of like, oh, I just pulled that through my skin. Was it incredibly painful or was it like, uh, no. nah, now it feels better? No, neither. It was like I just pulled a foreign object out of my skin. and it, That's it did, fucking crazy. It was crazy. It was like Tales from, or not Tales from the Crypt. It was like some uh, creepy Twilight Zone shit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It was so gross. Like, I, I, I feel like I have an image of how thick my skin is in that part of my body because I felt the mass go through all of the skin, oh, all the layers. <laughs> That's just so bonkers. Um, well, just because we're leaning into just the full-on grossness of this, when I was t- ten months before I got my surgery, yeah, it was Christmas. It was Christmas. Ten months before I got my surgery, I had um, I was about to go home for Christmas, and I developed like what I thought was just like the worst hemorrhoid ever because it was like painful and it was 
just like I couldn't, I move, I couldn't move anywhere. I, I work on the Goldbergs now. When I went to first, uh, uh, my first interview with Adam Goldberg for this other show, Breaking In, yeah, I <clears throat> waddled into the room like I like like my writing partner knew Annie knew that I was like in the most pain. So like waddling through the lot, and then as soon as someone came to get me, I was like walking like naturally. Oh but, like, god, it I've was been just there. the most fucking painful. Yeah, thing. yeah. And I thought it was just like the worst hemorrhoid because I was sick and I was shitting a ton. So yeah. like, I guess that makes sense. I've never been through this before. So I don't know. My body's revolting against me in, in general. You would so never had pain in this way. in that. No, but I've never even had like gone through any of this before. So like anything right. new that happens is like, I guess, I don't know. It all kind of makes sense because my, everything is turning on me. Um, so I'm considering it's like two days before, or two days before I'm supposed to head home for Christmas. And I'm considering, okay, maybe I've. I don't think I can fly with this. I think I'm that much pain. I can't. I don't think I can go. Yeah. And I'm sitting on this couch and I'm wearing sweatpants because I wore sweatpants a ton then because sure. everything else was uncomfortable. Sure. And I get up to pee. And when I get up to pee, I'm like bracing myself for the pain. Okay. And there's no pain. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I go into the bathroom and in the sweatpants, there was just like a like... <sighs> Like, just like a fucking explosion of grossness. Oh, God. And what I realized after the fact, because this became a reoccurring thing, uh, <sighs> that when you have ulcerative colitis, sometimes you will have what is called a fistula. And what that is, is in essence, like your body is sick and you have like a, you have like a can't, you have a, a um, an ulcer and the ulcer will get deep enough that it like basically burrows through your skin and in essence forms a new butthole. No way. It's not like a new butthole and like the pure, it's not like a, it's not like a sphinx, but it's like right. another like thing that like offshoots from your colon Good or from God. to the skin. So that's what happened. It was like burrowed through and it's like all this shit building up and then it just like opened. Oh God. Cool. Like pus? Yeah. Like shitty pus. Oh, but grossy. like shitty. No, oh. like pus mostly, but just okay. like the grossest. And then I got to go home because it was like, oh, I mean, it still fucking sucked and it hurt, but. You didn't feel the release. You just saw the aftermath. No. Yeah. I didn't. I just, cause I wasn't moving. I was stationary. So it just like, I may have like, when I moved, it just happened. But yeah. then, cause it was hurt enough. And then it's just like an absence of pain when I was sitting. And then I stood up and I was like, holy fuck, I can move. And I remember coming out of the bathroom, like doing like a little dance. Like, look, yeah. I can move. Yeah. Like I was showing Lauren that I, my ex that I could move. Yeah. And she was like, what happened? Oh, so, yeah. good gracious. Yeah, our bodies are gross and weird. Do you have this thing? I have this thing, and maybe it's because I'm a rube and nothing bad has ever happened to me, but, like, do you have this thing where I think that doctors are saints? I like to make fun of when they screw up. Like, mm -hmm. they, like you know, it was weird when that guy cultured the tip of my dick. Yeah. When my chode was fucked up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, I think they're saints, but also, like, I get it. I, I don't want that job, but I do get why they went through all the school. And yeah. the, every time I meet one, I'm like, can we talk for like 45 minutes about just whatever comes into my head? Well, I think it's, I guess it's just like such an, I think for some people it's like, well, I, I have a proclivity for to, for this. I have other people in my family, or I just want to like prove to myself that I can do it. But I think some people are just like so inherently curious. Yeah. It's so fascinating. I have a friend of mine who's a cardiovascular surgeon. Whoa. And at the time, I hope I'm not misquoting this, but at the time when he finished like all his shit, like his residency and all that stuff, 
he was the youngest cardiovascular surgeon in the country. Whoa. I mean, that time has passed. This right. is told to me, so I don't know if there's actual, but he was, he was like a wonder kid. He was, like young, a young, right? like he was delivering babies when he was 19 when he was volunteering for the Red Cross. Whoa. But I know I've talked to him about it, and he just said, like, I'm just like so fucking fascinated by it. Right. And it's like, well, I guess that's why. That's yeah. how you get, that's how you end up in that. Yeah, my, I have a brother-in-law who's a doctor, and it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, just, it's, and it, the fascination is endless. Yeah. And I get it. Like, we are, we are our own little universe. Yeah. And inside, I mean, there's trillions of cells within us. It's crazy. Yeah. And there's so much we don't know. Yeah. I feel like we don't know anything. I mean, it's crazy to think, like, I mean, penicillin was, yeah. that was, you know, just a little over 100 years ago. Yeah. And before that, like, we are like, well, oh, you've gonorrhea? You might die. Yeah. Yeah. It's like shit like that. The yeah. smallest things. The, you biking, you probably wouldn't have been biking as much back then because, you know, uh, biking for sport was less of a thing. Um, but, like, you, that staffing fiction probably would have killed you. I would have been the guy 100 years ago who found a way to ride that much, though. I would have oh, been like, sure. no, recreation's important. You guys aren't on to this yet. Yeah. But it is important to take care of your body a good four hours a day. I know my back wheel's, my back wheel's enormous and the front wheel's really tiny, <laughs> but I'm still going to go around Lake Tahoe on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's Lake Tahoe, you say? Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 third act of of, yes, of our of our journey ends at the balls. We really structured uh, this well, like yeah. little interstitials in between each act. Well, you know, my wife's a writer, so we worked out the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I woke up about a year ago with paralyzing ball pain. Uh, and, and these I, are all like a year and a year ish. I mean, uh, yeah, like a year to two years apart from each other. What's going on? Out of nowhere, your waist, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And they're seemingly all unrelated. Like my brother-in-law, doctor. I talked to him about all these in different at different times, and he was like, "Yeah, there, there's no way those were related." Well, for sure. He'd be apart. like, "In a vacuum, it makes sense that you had folliculitis. It's super weird that you had MRSA staph, but and I don't." And also, I can't remember, I wish I knew for that story, like, how the staff was related to the folliculitis. Like, there's, he said I might have caught it in the hospital at my first ER trip. Anyway. Well, yeah. So, I wake up and I can't move. My balls hurt so much. And they're slightly swollen, but not, like, and so, of course, I Google, right, like, swollen balls. That's the worst thing to do. And I skip over the images, because I can't do images. No. Because then they're there forever. Yeah. But I... Read and it's like orchitis, which is uh, an affection of some part of the scrotum that makes the ball super sensitive, the testicle super sensitive, and um, and I'm like, uh oh, so I can't get in to see the doctor. <laughs> My doctor only works three days a week, so I go into the ER again, and um, it's a, f- a female ER doc. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, I'm like, my testicles really hurt, and. Um, so orchitis is often a symptom of an STD, mm-hmm. and it is not likely that I have an STD. You've been and with I, the same woman since you were fifteen or fifteen. <laughs> I tried to long. explain that to her. Yeah, I'm like Psych. she's like, oh yeah, sure. Now I get it. She's not here. <laughs> so I, uh, and I, I just don't feel right anyway. So I go in, and um, she she's like, okay, so I'm just gonna ask you these questions. I know you're married, but I'll just ask you these questions just in case. And at the time, I believed her hook, line, and sinker. Like, I would be her agent if she needed one because she nailed it. I thought she really believed me, and we were going to find why 
a guy who there's no way he has an STD mm-hmm. has orchitis, which is very common for something. Syphilis, gonorrhea, something like sure, that. Sure, one of the fun ones. Right. So she's like, I'm just going to ask anyone, you know, is your wife engaging? No, she's not. Are you engaging with men in this area? No, 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 no. Nope, I'm not. Okay. All right. So we're just going to put you in an antibiotic. It's an infection. It's orchitis. No, 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 no. Great. I take it. It doesn't fucking get better. Like it's a, it's an antibiotic for something I don't have uh-huh. and it gets worse and my balls truly swell up. Not Google image search levels. Not that level of grossness. Yeah. Not the anomaly. But, but to the point where I can't fit them in, in, in my, in my jeans and I'm not like a tight. Oh no. Yeah. Like I can, but not without pain. It's not like I can't zip them. It's that once I zip them, it's a constant white burning in Ooh. my teeth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, are we talking about like the individual balls or the entire scrote in general? They they hurt about the same amount. I guess the right one hurt more than the left one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's important. But they both hurt individually. No, it's not like... It's not the scrotum, but it's all the, the contents of the scrotum hurt. Sure. And I try everything. I masturbate. I pee. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, you know, I'm trying everything. I'm like chugging water. I don't want to go to the, like, is obviously. You don't like, want to go back to that urologist because the first thing he's going to do is stick like something up your dick. I'm not going to be like, how's that fucking... dick hole doing? Let's see what we can shove up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I, what, what did I do? Oh, so I finally get in to see my doctor and my doctor's like, okay, so you're on a drug that isn't addressing your issue and you need to go on this drug instead, this antibiotic instead. And I'm like, why do I have this? And for the third time in five years, he goes, I have no idea. It was so weird. So never, you never got to the bottom? Never got to the bottom of it. It's like, um, 10% of people get it. Um, that's not, that's um, not great. I mean, that's a low number, but it's not like. No, 10, 10% of cases of orchitis are not STD related. Oh, wow. So not, no, yeah, but yeah, yeah not nothing. Yeah. Um, it, I'm not the only case of orchitis that hasn't been STD related. But. So you're saying this woman gave you the drug. She like, you gave her, you answered her honestly, the ER doctor. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. This guy's full of shit. Just give him whatever. Just give him the, the. And I asked him that. I asked my doctor that. I said, why did this woman in the ER give me? And he goes, because she, because I go, look, I've been walking around with fucking bowling balls for three days uh-huh. because of her, you know, essentially. Like, that's my read, yeah. right? And he's like, yeah, it's not that simple for us. It's he, he started to talk about liability, and then he saw that that kind of didn't look good, and so he started to talk about something else. And he's like, there's a there's a, there's a lot of things, not just syphilis, that this these would have worked for, and yada. I'm like looking at him like she's covering her bases and getting me out of there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And God bless her. I mean, I'm going to the ER because I can't get in to see. You know, what and I mean? it's also like, probably a lot of like learned shit. Like like everybody oh, yeah. comes in like, no, I never did that, yeah. and like and they come back like, okay, well I did a little bit. Like yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Like, between the 10% thing and the number of dudes who are lying, mm-hmm. you know, she's looking good with, yeah. with what she chose to do. But she was wrong in my case. And I'm stoked not to have syphilis or gonorrhea. No, that's a great that thing. Point. That's yeah. really the silver lining here. <laughs> so I get on the other thing, and then this crazy thing happens, little epilogue, which is the left one clears up and the right one stays gnarly. And I call the guy and I'm like, now, now I'm just... And now you have like, a full-on twins situation. Yeah. You have a Schwarzenegger and a DeVito. That's right. Yeah. And he says, it's just on its way out. Give me a call in a couple of days if the right one stays bad. And sure enough, the right one cleared up. And 
I, I feel like you both have like seemingly both have like a very strong constitution and also just a shit constitution because yeah. you keep on getting these like weird and anomaly things yeah but then your body's like yeah we got it we're doing yeah we'll beat it up we'll yeah take it out <laughs> whatever we like took a day off and we got a weird thing but yeah we'll kick it to the curb well i definitely feel like each of the situations and there was one that i forgot to talk about which is that it's somewhere in there i woke up not, i've never been allergic to anything in my life and somewhere in there i woke up with Half of my face, like Phantom of the Opera style hives or rash. I'm not sure what the difference is. And, and oh, you know, the orchitis thing and this and the hives that time were both potential, uh, what's it called when you get chicken pox as an adult, but it's shingles. not chicken pox? Yeah. They were shingles and things. You've had shingles. Yeah. And did you have. No, because it afflicts your. Um... It, I, because I guess because I was younger, my immune system was kind of okay. It's like it usually bases from the spine spine out is my understanding so i had it like here first and it went because it's not just a rash it goes through your blood it hits the musculature first so i first thought I, my back just went out i thought i like was 32 years old and i threw my back out doing nothing um Whoa. but then a week later i got a rash because it like works its way through it's not Whoa. just like a topical thing it's okay like, it's in you yeah yeah it's not fun so, so you could have gotten orchitis. You could have gotten your balls. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been terrific. That would have been a good time. This that would have been would a have much been better like episode a, if we had both had orchitis. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been like appropriate for that time. It would have been like a more ap- metaphor for what was happening in my life. <laughs> just like, just getting fucked in the balls, bro. <laughs> getting kicked in the nuts from the inside. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I had, a, I had a hive thing too, and that just cleared up on its own. I took Benadryl. I found out that I'm very susceptible to like, so I took Benadryl and Laura was like, you might be drowsy and I slept for like two days or so. I was like, I couldn't function on it. Honestly, I um, spent a lot of time in hospitals and the thing that made me loopier than anything else, because when I used to get this infusion called Remicade and it was like an immunosuppressant, you get that and in theory it helped you out because, <laughs> you know, the colitis was an immuno disease. Um, but before that, because some people have like a slight allergic reaction, they'd give you a drip like in your through your IV of Benadryl, and I've had like a shit ton of morphine and a lot of Dilaudid, wow. and Dilaudid is like the thing that will really for me will bring you back to life if you're in a shit ton of pain. Whereas morphine just like, mm-hmm. but the thing that made me loopier than anything else was the Benadryl. Like really? the Benadryl, like I I used to do a thing back when I was like more active on Twitter. When I would get the Benadryl, I would just like immediately like turn on my phone and just tweet the craziest shit. Oh, I remember that. I, I do, feel like a like... series of like high tweets, and there was like a thing where like they didn't make any sense. Some of them were kind of funny, but most by and large it was like incomplete sentences with just like punctuation all over the place. Whoa! Just like felt like a crazy person. Really? Benadryl, yeah. Wow. But it was like also like a Benadryl to the bloodstream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your next uh, catastrophic, weird, yearly annual well, what kind of going to be? Yeah, I mean, what kind of trajectory are we on? I mean, God forbid. It gets, to me... I think it's going to be full on shaft next time. Full we're, shaft. We're, we're working its way up. Yeah, full shaft, unless it doubles back. Oof. I don't know, man. Give that, give that stuff a break. But also, maybe that's better than going... Maybe that's you, can just, you can just jump over and go like have a stomach flu. Just jump well, I had some stomach flus in, in there. I mean, I'm worried that... Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to think about what would be next. No, man. But whatever it is, I'll forget about it. Yeah, of course you will. But I was going to say, like, this, like, has this made you... this All these collective experiences, have they made you, like, uh, feel more... Um, 
don't know, more fragile or more vulnerable? Or are they like made you more in touch, more in touch with your humility or anything, your humanity? Or is it just like, nah, it's a thing that happened and I soldiered on? No, I think when stuff like my overwhelming experience since I had a kid again is one of sort of like the humility of how how graced I am. Like that, right. that so much of my life through no virtue or effort or education of my own is a good deal. Sure. Like everything's coming up roses for me. And it's hard being a person. Like that's one of my buddy's favorite sayings. I love it so much. Like it's hard being a person. And I watch my kid growing up. I watch his friends growing up. And like when you're a kid, you can't control anything and you have the strongest will. That's a terrible combination. What a horrible, horrible combination. And that's like just how we start out. And then, you know, if, if things break for us any differently than the way they broke for me in every department where I grew, you know, location, time, in the, you know, history yeah. that I was born, gender that I was born, it's absurd. Um, then, then I, you know, we've been humans for like 10,000 years and it's been super gnarly. Penicillin's a great example. Yeah. That, you know, it's just a gnarly uh, deal. So, uh, one thing we say in our house all the time is everything that's alive dies, you know, and that is a real tragedy. <laughs> um, How does that come up in your household frequently? Well, I mean, when my kid from, from about three and a half, he was like, we were hiking all the time and he was like, that tree fell down. Hmm. That was one of the first full sentences I heard him say, tree fell down, that tree fell down. Because when you walk hike in a forest and you haven't been in one before, you're like, wow, there's a lot of fallen trees around yeah. here. Yeah. So, and then it would be like, is it dead? Is it growing still? And we talked about everything that is alive will be dead, will die. I didn't want to sugarcoat it. Well, that's, I mean, if you ever want to go into <coughs> children's books, that's your first very morose one. It's not like as fun and as, as humorous as everybody poops, but it's also true. Yeah. So that's my take on it. It's yeah. like, so what, so it's not, I don't think to myself, oh, this is, you know, I'm aging. I don't, I don't think about those things in it with these things. Um, I have hair growing on my shoulder that just came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it's not a lot. It's like five. But I'm like, I'm aging. When yeah. I look at my shoulder, I'm like, I'm aging. But when my balls become infected, I, that's not my relationship to it. That's not aging. That's not aging. Well, at least we hope not. No. Yeah. Yeah, right. But that, so anyway, that's, that's how I think about it. It's like, I'm so fortunate. I get in my car, I drive down the street, I get some drugs. So, you know, yeah. one in four times she's wrong and I got to get another drug. But yeah. it's like a joke how no big deal that is. And I couldn't fucking walk, dude. Like, yeah. that's the thing. People live like that. What are they going to do? I mean, orchitis, that might bring you anyone in any situation to whatever resources they need. Yeah, when your balls get so big, you're going you're gonna to travel great lengths to see whatever doctor you need That's to do. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I think you, you have like, oh, I got a broken toe. I'll live with that. Yeah. My balls are the size of grapefruits. I yeah. got to see somebody. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy, man. What is your... Um, You've already kind of talked about the takeaway. Do you feel the same way when it, it, you seem very good at internalizing or compartmentalizing when these things happen to you? Is, do you do the same thing when it happens to like somebody you care about, like your wife or no, your son? No, I fucking flip out. What is the difference? Just because you were like, I've made peace with all the things that could happen to me. But I don't think that's true. I don't think I've made peace with all the things that could happen to me. There's, there's like a, oh, I could die thing about 
there's like a I I I have the exact opposite relationship to like the people that I love being mm-hmm. unwell. You know, I think that part of it is just this idea that I can help them in some way. Right. In in a way that I ultimately can't. I can sort of superficially, for lack of a better word, but I can't ultimately help them with the kind of things that befall human beings, right? And I I uh, struggle with that. And the more I become, the more I love my family, the more I become, the less I become surrendered to that. Hmm. Um. So you know when my when my kids' feelings get hurt, I I really struggle with that, and not always in good ways too. Like I'm more apt to get frustrated with him, um, because of it, because I'm sort of like trying to be in control and like manage and stuff like that. Um, and and definitely like with Laura, you know, and and just really it, my my brother. I mean, I've like definitely gone through stuff where it's like, man, I really need to get out of these people's way and allow them to have their own experience. Hmm. For sure, right? Because you want to help so much, you want to fix it. You want I want to, to take help. Care of I want to fix it. I have some sort of like um, grandiose idea about how much I'm in control of in their lives, right. um, and uh, that can sometimes make me harder to live with. Well, I guess that kind of all that tracks with your kind of somewhat resistance to wanting to go seek medical help. Yeah. Because that is you relinquishing control to some degree. So you want to help out your family and your friends. Yeah. And you also want to just like internalize, do everything for yourself. And yeah. that relinquishing control. Yeah. Is seeing a doctor. Yeah. So that's the thing that's hard for you, kind of. Totally. Yeah. Very difficult for me. Well, it's I, mean, like, I think that's something we all kind of struggle with to some degree. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is a weird kind of thing, though. I was on an airplane. I've been on a lot of airplanes this year, and, like, I've sat next to a number of people who are white-knuckling on that armrest, and I and I feel fortunate that I don't have that. I don't right. have that, like... Um, but it does show up in other areas. I'm, like, white-knuckling on my family members and yeah. loved ones sometimes. Is that something you're actively trying to work on, or is it like, no, that's oh, just me? Oh, no, 100% yeah. trying to work on. I mean, I see... I mean, here's the thing is like my mind or at least part of it is very organizational. So very like I know what to pack. I remember mm-hmm. we go on a lot of trips, our family, and I remember what we use and what we don't use. So we don't bring the stuff we don't use more than right. once. But that swings past the equilibrium into I'm going to pack for me and then I'll pack for you kind of. And that's hard. That's hard for a six-year-old and that's also hard for my wife. Right. You know? Right. Um, and my brother's an adult. He doesn't need to hear about what I think about yeah. what job he took or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but I also don't. I don't. I don't think that um, that it's like. Uh, I mean, a. I think I'm getting better, and b. I think that that's just what I have to work on. Like that's what is expressing itself in this version of a life. I don't actually think there's anything like wrong. Right. You know, I just think that that's like my humanness, my particular thing. But I'm not, like, carrying it around like it's a super big deal. Well, have these weird medical anomalies that have befallen you in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. have they made you relinquish some of that control a little bit? No. No. There are things that have made me relinquish it, but I don't think it's... But there are more emotional, like, things that are over time. Yeah, yeah, like the slow grinding of, you know... Th- 
after 300 side eye glances from my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is really uh, more painful and, and uh, powerful on me. Than... Well, that's like the Colorado River creating the Grand Canyon <laughs> yes. as opposed to just like there being a lightning strike and now there's a hole in the ground. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. That's why these things, I mean, that's why I'm embarrassed. Like I was sort of apologizing for them at the beginning because I just don't like, there is stuff that's like grinding me down, but I, I, I mean, we've been talking for a while now. I can't lead with that. You know, I got to lead with the fucking, that's just the way I am. So, but I'm so fortunate, you know, I listen to your show and like people have had a hard, hard road. Yeah, but everybody's got their shit. Everybody's got their shit. That's and, right. And for some, whatever you're saying, some people will be like, oh my God, I've never had a balled up tissue in my... Yeah. Ch- Inside chode my chode, right. Whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we all got our shit. It's just all dressed up differently. Yeah. And it affects us in whatever way. I mean, I think it's all by and large kind of either hardening or softening us simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely like the, the plight of everyone else who was in the ER those days... Like I became more connected to that, yeah. But no more connected to my own right. fragility. Yeah, those ER, those Cedars ER rooms. I spent a bunch of time in them. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and yeah, man, there was one. <clears throat> I was there on a. It was during the playoffs, the football playoffs. I remember going in, and there was just there with a guy. I don't know what was the matter with him. I think I got the sense just because of the way the nurses were treating them. There was like a bit of a drama queen, like a bit of a. Uh, an exaggerator uh-huh. but he was just making noises like a scary ghost like a spooky like Halloween ghost for I mean a comical one for like eight hours or the seven hours I was in the emergency room oh their waiting my. room and just like just like Ooh, oh my for like seven hours it was oh that's after a while like you're like at first like oh this poor guy and then you're like well he seems like he's laying on thick and then after a while like shit motherfucker shut yeah. up yeah Oh, yeah, I guess I have heard some weird sounds there. Mm-hmm. I saw people puking in and in and out of buckets there. Yeah. That's, that's gnarly. It's a, it's a terrible place to be because, like, you're there seeking comfort and, like, everything, everywhere around you is like, every, I'm going to get so much other zone. shit here. Yeah. yeah. And you leave a nice, warm, lamp-lit room yeah. to go there and it's, like, fluorescent lights and fucking morass of Yeah. Looking humanity. back on it, I forgot, like, how much. I'm just reminded right now, like, how much every time I had to go to the hospital, I'd be like, fight it tooth and nail. Yeah. And be like, nah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I know I've been vomiting for like 10 hours straight and now just oh. bile's coming out. But like, it's fine. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, you fight that shit. You fight relinquishing control. That's it. Yeah. And it is a total surrender. By the time I'm there, I sit in a chair with my fucking screaming balls and I'm like, oh, wow, that guy's punching that guy while she throws up right underneath them. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's a thing that's happening right yeah. now. <laughs> But my balls are watermelons. Yeah, yeah. And if that conflict comes over here, I got nothing. I got, I'll just I cry. Just, yeah. And I'm offer just my go face. Into the fetal position. <laughs> just gonna do everything I can to protect everything that's wrong with me below the belt, of which oh, there has man. been many things in many years. Yeah, that was hard to describe to my son too. He'd be like, "Why are you walking fully bent at a night? For some reason, Oof. walking fully bent at a ninety degree angle was less painful during the orchitis." That makes sense because they're kind of swinging backwards. I would think, oh, there's less friction. I, I don't guess, know. but every time you take a step, your leg is not—it's not hitting your balls. You know, it's—it's yeah. it's passing by. I mean, they're adjusting to that movement. I'm telling you, man, I could write five thousand words about the intricacy intricacies 
of the way the scrotum moves in response to daily movement. Isn't that also fascinating? It's uh, like the few times in my life where I've had like strep or something like it. It's like, God, we swallow all the time. Yeah, And right. you never pay attention to that shit at yes. all. Like how much I broke a toe once. And like, I fucking touched this toe yeah. so much. Yeah, this toe, it was really killing it. Yeah. And I didn't even know for yeah. 25 years. It's doing days. a great job, this yeah. toe. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, we'll all uh, try to relinquish more control and be more grateful for the things that are working. <laughs> yeah, we will. That's, uh, that's, I think that's the, that's the mantra on the mission statement we come away from here. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't. Or and, don't, and, whatever. And man. maybe your, you know, or kindness will humble your ass in a way that it didn't. Yeah, well, probably more your balls, but yeah. It'll humble your balls. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. I love the show. I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm happy to have you apart. I'm surprised it took this long. You've been in Toronto, that's why. Yeah, I've been traveling. Yeah, you're a busy man. Thanks, buddy. See ya. Love you. Only you, only you. I see evidence of you and him that's scattered all around you. What did I tell you? I told you it was going to be the gross out episode, and I did not lie. Mmm. Turds full of worms. Ah, to be human. Uh, you know what the the fun and uni- uh, uniting thing about that is that it's not just my body that's weird and gross. It's not just Michael's body that's weird and gross. It's everybody's. So that's exciting. It's a very unifying thing. Uh, and I love the sentiment that Michael uh, expressed that it's just hard to be a person. Agreed. Agreed. Um, thank you so much for Michael for coming out and chatting with us. Really appreciate it. If you want to see what's going on with him, you can check him out on Twitter. It's at Michael Cassidy. Uh, you can also, you know, go watch his show. Go watch People of Earth on TBS. He's an alien. Go see what that guy looks like an alien and support the things he does. Um, speaking of support, if you like what we're doing, if you like the show, even if you like this, think the show is fine, tell your family, tell your friends, tell the people you work with who you may uh, not love. Um, but just tell everybody and go to our iTunes page. You can write us a review. You can leave us a comment. You can uh, give us a rating. We love that kind of stuff. And also it helps us out. It helps us grow. Um, I think that's it. Other than to say, you know, uh, you can also check us out on Twitter. It's we're at terribly underscore funny. Uh, and if you want to have a dialogue with me and just say, hey, and see what I'm up to this weekend, you can do that. Drop us a line. Our email is terriblyfunnypodcast at gmail. And shit, that's it. Just some thank yous. Thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing everything behind the scenes. Thank you to Julia Pott and Kingdom Flying Club for art and music. And the biggest thanks goes to you guys. Because you're great. That's all I need to say. I hope you guys are having a great holiday. Okay, lots of love. 